Paranorm podcast contains content that might not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. This is Paranorm Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Paranorm, the podcast where we talk all things true crime and paranormal. I'm Emily. And I'm Sierra. And this week we are motherfucking stressed, <laughs> um, <laughs> but we're here. Um, so yes. Yes, I usually, usually at this point, I ask Sierra how you are, um, but I know how she's doing. Um, we are in the process of moving in like the next month. Um, it's probably even less than a month. Yeah, like a couple weeks. So we're we are a mess, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, moving's always a mess, so it it doesn't really... And I've moved 16 times. Yeah. (laughs) I moved, like, not even six. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Well, one, two, three, four. Eh, I don't know if going home is considered moving. Yes. Four. You're moving your persons. Five. Yeah, six times in my entire life other than college this will be time number 17 super um well you're a pro i am a pro i am a i am a pro at moving i do know what needs to get done (laughs) and like what needs to go where and such Mm -hmm. so i'm I'm pretty good at it now i feel like i have a handle on it so i feel like your life prepared you for this yes okay also apparently i am an angry human so if anybody wants to make me a shirt that says that, I'm not opposed to it. <laughs> um, yeah, I got described as so angry. Um, I just love that. <laughs> like, I went to pick up some balloons the other day um, when we had our Halloween party, and uh, the lady goes, you're the witch lady, right? And literally, like, angry and witch lady just needs to be my only title from now on. <laughs> That's it. Oh my goodness. Um, so we are recording this a little early. We have no idea what's happening with the presidency. Nope. Um, no matter how much I can look at my phone and, um, (laughs) try to protect it. (laughs) Um, we do not know who our next president is. We are recording this Wednesday before this comes out. Yes. So almost a full week before. Um, I believe Sierra and myself are collectively holding our breath at this point about it, and we, I sure welcome the distraction, even for a minute, from how absolute shit the world is. Yeah. Um, but with that said, welcome to your distraction. Who wants to hear about a brutal fucking murders? As long as it's not dolls three times in a row, I'm good for anything, really, at this point. <laughs> Um, so this week we will be talking about, um, two, that's like a little pair. Mm-hmm. They're called, um, they went like by the Hollywood Slashers. Okay. Um, it was, oh, in, it was like two and one. Yeah. Like, Not two like, cases. But no, no, two. no, no. They're like a pair. Oh, okay. Gotcha. They're like a pair of sick fucks. So. All right. Well. Here we go. Da, da, da. Born 1948, the son of a retired naval, Navy. We're going to go with Navy Admiral. Turned international engineer, Douglas Clark had lived in 37 countries by the time he had settled in Southern California. And he liked to call himself, this is real cute right here, Mm. the king of one night stands. Oh, well. So, he's definitely a gem. So, uh, 
for some reason that reminded me on the radio they were talking about um like what office you were running for like running for secretary of couch and potatoes or like oh my goodness like, i'm running for president of angriest human <laughs> yeah I'm sorry, that's just, like, sticking with me. <laughs> yeah. But that's what it reminded me of, of that, like, what office are you running for this year? What office are you running for, Sierra? Um, Secretary of Commas Peoples. <laughs> Seriously, oh. like, I don't think I've stressed this enough. You are so fucking calm. Like, compared to myself, I'm yeah. just, I'm always at 10, and you're just like, it's okay. Like, <laughs> we don't need to be there right now. Yeah. Um, I guess, I don't know. (laughs) That's you, though. Like, the indecisiveness. (laughs) Like, if you ran for office, you wouldn't be able to choose. I would be, um... (laughs) (laughs) Exactly! Office manager (laughs) of the relaxation room. (laughs) There you go. There you go. Um, so now flipping the switch, Mm. um, at age 37, Carol Bundy was typical of like Clark's conquest. Also, I hate that term. Mm. Um, she was a vocational nurse. The mother of two had left her abusive husband in January, 1979, quickly falling in love with the manager of her new apartment building, uh, a native of Australia. Um, 45-year-old John Murray sang part-time in a local country western bar, but he was never too busy to help out a tenant in need. Noting that Bundy suffered from severe cataracts, Murray drove her to a social security office and had her declared legally blind, bringing in $620 each month for Carol and her sons. Next, he took her to an optometrist, optometrist, Mm -hmm. where she was fitted for glasses, enabling her to discard her white cane. Um, Carol then became, like, obsessed with Mr. Murray, Mm. like, to the point that she began, like, to clog the toilets and drains in her apartment on purpose, um, anything at all to bring the manager around. Mm -hmm. Uh, soon they were lovers, Mm. um, but Murray was married and refused to give up his family, but, like, you should have thought of that before you put your pain in her vajayjay. Mm. Um, in October, Carol actually approached his wife, offering her fifteen hundred dollars if the woman would disappear. But the effort fifteen hundred. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> granted, it is the eighties, but still. Yeah. Still. Yeah. Um, with it obviously backfired. Mm-hmm. Um, with Murray berating her and coldly suggesting she should find another, you know, place Anything. to live. No, oh. play to, place to live. Oh. But two no. Three months later, during January of 1980, Carol did find a new boo thing. Um, she <laughs> was at a country western bar when she met Douglas Clark, and he immediately swept her off her feet. Mm. Um, Clark moved into her home. Sh- yeah, moved into her home the same motherfucking night. What? How do you even have that conversation? <laughs> hey, you want to move in together? <laughs> like, I don't even know you. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much what we did, but still. 110%. I met a stranger (laughs) off the internet and invited them to live with me. So, 
we did have a meeting and we didn't decide overnight but no still. we had like three skype phone calls did we have that many i feel like we did but i feel like we we had three two or three i can't remember but you know my memory's know. not great so i mean it wasn't even that long ago but it feels like forever ago i know you've been stuck with me for a hot minute yeah three years <laughs> Um, so, um, he moved into her home the same night and began working by day in the boiler room of a Burbank soap factory, devoting his nights to crash, uh, to a crash course in ecstasy that made Carol his virtual slave. She soon swallowed her pride when he brought younger women home for sex. She would snap pictures of Mm. them. Um really really like dope. for him or yeah for for the both of them oh, okay. to like get off on later i guess oh fantastic yeah super this next sentence is even more trash yeah, so okay. prepare yourself um one of his conquests there we go with that wonderful word again mm-hmm. um which i'm not even going to say that one of his victims mm-hmm. because th- that is what this this person was child was an 11 year old oh my god yeah Picked up while roller skating in a nearby park, but Carol made no complaint and gave way to the pedophilia and increasingly spiced up with discussions of death and mutilation. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Mm. So, on... How do you even, like... Like... How are you okay with that, I guess? I don't know. And you have two children of your fucking own? And you're just like, sure, chill. Or she just, or she couldn't, like, she didn't want to, like, cause trouble. Yeah. I don't know. But still, that's, that's a lot to be, like, silent about, in my opinion. But I don't know. Now, a couple months later on June 11th, now, remember, they met in January. Okay, January. 1980. Mm -hmm. Now, it is June 11th, 1980. Okay. Half-sisters Gina Narano, 15, and Cynthia Chandler, 16, vanished from Huntington Huntington Beach um, en route to meet uh, more of their friends. Mm Mm-hmm. They were found the next morning beside the Ventura Freeway near Griffin Park in Los Angeles. Each had been shot in the side of the head with a small caliber pistol. At home, Clark gleefully confessed to the murders to Bundy, regaling her with all the details about how he forced masturbation on the young girls, shooting each in the head as as she brought him to a climax. Wow. Yeah. I told you it was brutal. You're welcome. I think people are disposable. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so in the pre pre dawn, why the fuck can I not talk tonight? We're just. Are you sitting up enough? And I sit. I I usually slouch down enough, so I feel like I'm not. You know what it is? Our candle's not lit. Mm. I usually light a candle every time we come in here, guys. And it's not lit, and it makes me sad, and I just can't get my words out, apparently. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay, so, in the pre-dawn hours of June 24th, Karen Jones, a 24-year-old 
sex worker was found behind the Burbank Steakhouse, murdered by a single gunshot wound to the head again. Mm-hmm. Um, later that morning, police were su- summoned to Studio City, where another female victim, this one headless, had been found by a horrified group of pedestrians. You think? Yeah. Despite missing her head, she was identified as Xe Wilson, 20, another veteran sex worker. Mm-hmm. Also, at at 20, I mean, at 20, I feel like you should not be a veteran sex worker, but, like, that's, that was probably some more, like, child involved. Yeah. At least she wasn't a child when she died, but if she's, like... She's 20, that's so sad. I mean, it's still a child, but still young, still a young person, but... Yeah. You're still not old enough to, like, legally drink. Yeah, so... But you can go to war. You're, like, a (laughs) half-adult. You can so, die. You, you can die for your country, but you're not allowed to have a drink of alcohol. It sounds about right, right? Well, yeah, it's all it's mm. all interesting. Mm, that's for sure. That afternoon, while Carol Bundy's sons were visiting relatives, Clark surprised her by plucking a woman's head from the refrigerator and placing it down on the kitchen. He ordered Carol to make up the twisted face with cosmetics. She later recalled, We had a lot of fun with her. I was making her up like a Barbie with makeup. End quote. I wish you guys could see the look on Sierra's face just now. Like, <laughs> so casual. Right? Just like, oh, I got you a Barbie head, basically. I used to have a Barbie head. Did you ever have one of those? No. No? I used to have one of those. Um, there, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. But it's like shoulders and yeah. then head and hair. Yeah, I used to have one of those. Um, well, at least there's not blood on it. Yeah. I did make her have a really mean black eye, though. <laughs> um, tiring of the game, Clark took his trophy to the bathroom for a shower and a nice little bout of necrophiliac and oral sex. Hmm. Wouldn't, like, he be able, not be able to, like, move thing like, things? Well, like, I love how we're discussing this. Um, it's like a blow-up doll. I know, but, like, after blow a up while, don't, they, like, you um, can't... Post uh, rigor mortis mm-hmm. only lasts, like, 48 hours at the most. Oh, okay. So, like, they get, like, they get stuff and then they mm-hmm. not stuff. Yeah. Okay, yeah. It's the body-releasing stuff. So. Okay. Newspapers' headlines were already touting the crimes of the new quote, Sunset Slayer by June 27th. Again, why does, why does, like, they give, like, cool names to, like, murderers? My question, exactly. But, like, now my cult that I'm gonna have one day, I want a cool name for that. Well. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't have to be a murderous cult. No, it doesn't have to be. (laughs) That means it could be. (laughs) Anyway, um... Oh, man. Okay, but anyway, this Wait, is... Wait, how many stages, how many levels of necrophilia are there? I, I believe guess. there's 12. Okay. And I, I, I can't quite remember the Wine and Crime episode. It's the first one. I've listened to quite a few. Mm-hmm. I believe it's 12, though. Yeah, I remember you talking about it. Yeah. I knew it was a lot. It's very, very, very intricate. Like, it's... Yeah. It's crazy. I guess they really break it down. Oh, yeah. Like, a lot. Because there's a lot of different, like, things that go into it. Anyway, um, by June 27th, that's when they had 
named them the Sunset Slayer. At this point, it was only, they believed it was only one. Mm-hmm. Um, when XC Wilson's head was found in a Hollywood alley, stuffed inside an ornate wooden box. Um, uh, do, 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 uh, That's a poor wooden box. Yeah. A poor XC Wilson. Well, yeah. <laughs> Obviously. Yes. Um, that's, that's first. Yeah. Well, yes. Yes. But then, anyway. The box. Like, the box didn't do anything. And neither did Exy, but, like... This is very useful. Yes. Um, authorities noted that it had been thoroughly scrubbed before it was discarded by the killer. Three days later, so the 30th... Um, so the 30th, a group of snake hunters... <laughs> sentence I never <laughs> thought I would say. Um, Sal- Saimar? Salmar? in the San Fernando Valley turned up a woman's mummified corpse, which can happen in, like, the desert, you uh-huh. know, because, like, it's really cold and then really hot and it's super dry. Yeah. So those are the perfect conditions to mummify stuff. Um, Just FYI. Yeah. Also, there's a really helpful video on how to mummify a hot dog that I really, really, really want to try. Okay. It looks very interesting. I mean, hey, I'm I'm interested in science for like the first time ever. As long as there's no math involved. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> I was like, I was thinking as long as there's no math. <laughs> as long as there is no math. Sierra has to do all of the math. Like I don't even care if it's like super fucking simple. I cannot do math. <laughs> it just it no. That's Sierra's job. Um and mine I have to have a purpose. <laughs> You keep saying that, but you have so many purposes. But one of them is math. One of them is math, and I can't do it. That's okay. My brain just doesn't work that way. And you, like, write all the things, so it's I fine. do, I write all the things. That's totally fine. Yeah. Anyway, um, the corpse was identified as a Sacramento runaway named Marnette Comer, last seen alive on June 1st, the 17-year-old mm. sex worker had been dead at least three weeks when she was found. Like the other victims in the series, she was known to work the Sunset Strip. Mm. Um, As the murders continued on July 25th, a young Jane Doe was found on Sunset Boulevard, killed by a shot to the head. Two weeks later, hikers in in the Fernwood area um, near Malibu turned up another unidentified corpse dismembered by predators and a small caliber bullet hole was visible to the skull. Visible in, in the skull. Yeah. So at least, I mean, at least I guess they kept it consistent so they can like actually connect it because yeah. like at this time they're not really like talking to other counties because yeah. these are spread out. Um, like, talking to other other towns. Right. Other like precincts that. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Despite her hot romance with Clark, Carol Bundy had continued to visit John Murray at the what country... What the we- heck? Yeah, at the country western bar where he performed by night. She did not hold her liquor well. Hmm. No surprise. Um, and after dropping several hints about her newest lover's criminal activities, she was appalled by Murray's comment that he might report Doug Clark to the police. Um, on August 5th, she kept a midnight rendezvous with Murray in his van, parked two blocks from the bar, and she killed him there. Well, I figured that was coming. Yes. 
For, um, he was found four days later. The singer had been stabbed nine times and slashed across his butt, his head severed and missing from the murder scene. Whoa. Yeah. It had become too much for Carol Bundy. Two days after Murray's botter was... Botter. Body. <laughs> body was discovered. She broke down on the job, sobbing out to a fellow nurse, quote, I can't take it anymore. I'm supposed to save lives, not take them, end quote. Her friend then tipped off police and they called on Bundy at home, retrieving three pairs of panties removed from victims as trophies, along with snapshots of Clark and his 11-year-old victim. Mm. Arrested on the job in Burbank, Clark was still in jail four days later when police re retrieved a pistol from the boiler room. Ballistic tested... Ballistic test would link the gun with both... <laughs> okay, Ballistic test would link the gun with bullets recovered from the five of. Why can't I get through the sentence? It's so I phrased it so weird and I'm really mad at myself. Ballistic test would link the gun with bullets recovered from five of the known sunset women. Mm -hmm. um, after his trial, serving briefly as his own attorney, which you and I both know. Mm never ends well. No. It really Never, doesn't. never, never. Um, Clark blamed Carol Bundy. Yeah, of course he did. And John Murray for the slayings, contending that they had partnered... No, that they had patterned their crimes after the case of Theodore Bundy. Mm. You know, homeboy Ted. Not yeah. really homeboy, but scumbag Ted. Yeah. Um, jurors saw through this flimsy ruse, and on January 28th, 1983, they convicted Clark across the board, mm -hmm. including six counts of first-degree murder with, quote, special circumstances, end quote, plus one count of attempted murder, mayhem, and mutilating human remains. Strutting before the jury, jury, strutting before the jury during the penalty phase of his case, Clark declared, we have to vote for the death penalty in the case. The evidence cries out for it. The panel agreed with his logic <laughs> what? and was sentenced to death on February 15th. Um, at her own trial for murdering Murray and one of the un un unidentified females, Carol Bundy first pled insanity, then reversed herself and admitted to the slayings. According to her statement, John Murray was shot in the head, then decapitated to remove ballistic evidence. She also handed Clark the gun with which he shot an unnamed sex worker found dead along the Sunset Strip in July 1980. It's coming, but it's not. <clears throat> Convicted on the basis of her own confession, Bundy received consecutive terms of 27 years to life on one count, plus 25 years to life on another. And that is the story of Carol Bundy and Douglas Clark. Hmm. That's interesting. That is a lot of... How many, like, victims did they have? Um, let me go back and count. Well, he had six counts. Yeah. And she had one, plus the guy. Yeah. So, so at least eight altogether. Yeah. Um, that we were... That we know of. Right. Because yeah. it was the 80s, and a lot of things were written off as, like, Satanists. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, the satanic panic of the 80s. Well, there is that. 
There is that. I have no jokes for you guys. I am not in the mood to tell a joke. Yeah. Yeah, that's not really. Um, it is interesting. I guess, like, how much... Like, why do you think she was really involved with, like, this whole thing? Because I think she was a sick fuck who enjoyed it. Hmm. Well, she never actually... Well, she didn't actually kill anybody. Or she possibly... killed John Murray. Well... Okay, she didn't kill any of the And one women. of the sex workers. Yeah, she killed one of the sex workers. Oh, she did. Herself. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Hmm. I feel like she was just, like, a sick fuck who got off on it. Or more so, she was roped into it by Clark. And she saw that it got him off. So she was like, oh, if I can get him off this way, what else can I do to make him, like, like love me even more? I feel mm-hmm. like it was all about the attention from Clark for mm-hmm. her. Like, that's all she craved. Gotcha. Hmm. Her poor children. Her poor children. <laughs> I mean, Her really, poor, though. Uh, like, John Murray and his wife. Yeah, true. Like, like it didn't... All of the sex workers, none of them, like, freaking deserve that because two sick fucks got together and decided, heh, let's murder some people. Yeah. It's it's wild. Like, the the thought process... Of these two people, chance meeting, mm-hmm. like moving in together, and within what six months? Yeah, they're murdering people together. That's wild. The chance of them two like psycho people, like getting together, is very very slim. We've discussed this because yeah. like one psycho alone. Yeah. Plus that they could like tolerate each other. Yeah. In there. Yeah. True. State. To, you know, work together to but make it, it work. But again, I think it was all about the domineering, submissive personalities. Because Carol was more so a submissive mm-hmm. than she was a domineering. Right. So. so so she was working to please him and yeah, going along with that. And got pretty much wrapped up into it until she had the breakdown. Yeah. But, like, at what point is... Is that breakdown, like, fake, you know? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's all I got for you right now. I wonder if she, she switched her plea, like, out of guilt or, like, she really wasn't convenience. insane. Yeah, she wasn't really. I feel like really... it's both. Yeah. I feel like it's both convenience and guilt. Yeah. And probably some common fucking sense wrapped in there. <laughs> Very little, but... Yeah. Hmm. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. It definitely gives our brains breaks. Yeah. I mean, when you, like, hear that, like, people are killed, you're like, think, I, I don't know, I think about, like, you know, what, what they could have contributed to the world yeah. that we'll never have now. Yeah, granted, they were sex workers who, they are working in a high-risk job mm-hmm. um but like you don't know what they could have become yeah. or like what if, it could have been temporary if they had children yeah. like all of that yeah it just it really 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 makes me sad so many like timelines just cut off yeah like from reality yeah. mm-hmm. it's, just, it's just so sad yeah but that's why I don't have a joke for you guys. Um, uh, I feel like that just wouldn't be appropriate. Yeah. Um, but Sierra, do you want to plug all the things? 
We haven't done it in a hot minute. Yeah. It's been almost three weeks. We haven't done it on in some time. Yeah. <laughs> but you guys know we're on Facebook and Instagram, uh, Paranormal Podcast. Um, we Give us a follow. Give us a like. Leave us a comment. Be nice, please. Please. <laughs> like, nobody needs crap right now. <laughs> Seriously. Um, and then we post, like, uh, I don't know the word, timely, interesting, just like. We post cute pictures of ourselves because we're normal. <laughs> and, as well uh, as other, like, whatever case I'm doing that week, I like upload related. the pictures. Yeah, yeah pictures of the case and um sources well link to the blog that has the sources yep and so we do have a blog um on our website paranormal podcast at g no paranormal podcast.com <laughs> paranormal podcast at gmail.com is our email. email but on our website um we have the blog we also have a contact us spot um if you don't want to send this email directly through your, from your email um, but yeah, so the, we have a contact page on our website where you can contact us, let us know, um, how you're doing. And, um, if you're ready to pull your hair out as much as Sierra and myself is, because <laughs> it's about time for me to wear a wig. Yeah. Hmm. And my hair's like really thick, y'all. Yeah. Like real thick. I hope you enjoyed that tiny little noise that you just heard. Ding. That was me hitting the microphone. Um, but the last thing. That they can do for us, Sierra, is support us on Patreon. Yep. At Paranorm Podcast. You got it. It would be so great. I would love to see some patrons. It would be wonderful. Yeah. Uh, if you're, yeah, if you're enjoying um, this content, we have Patreon, obviously. Um, there's different tiers because we know, like, not everybody's a millionaire, so... And even millionaires technically aren't millionaires right now because they're hiding tax documents and secret bank accounts in China. But anyway, if you are an actual millionaire, good for you. Um, Please share the walls. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, I know that everybody is at different places in their life, so it's not a big deal. Like, we are definitely, you know, want to have patrons so that we can... Yes, and there are other ways to support us. Yes. Sharing, liking following us on all of the platforms um telling that weird dude that lives down the street about us not really not the weird dude the weird the weird girl probably but the dude i feel like we'd be a little too much for him <laughs> i might be a little too angry oh mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah that's that's what you guys can do word of mouth is awesome we have some really awesome followers on instagram mm-hmm. um and i don't know how to check on the facebook so <laughs> Um, but yeah, Sierra just rolled her eyes at me, but I don't know how to look at that. Um, I literally just got Facebook a year ago. Yeah, this is definitely true. (laughs) It's not false. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so thank you guys so much for listening. Um, please bear with us again. Like I said at the beginning of this, if we're a little off, I apologize, but like not too much because it's, it's to be. It's just life. It's just the way it goes. Yes. And we will be back next week. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Cool. Bye. Have a good week. Bye. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. You're ready? Yeah. Okay.
Okay, guys. Well, <laughs> we have we have an update now. Sierra's thankfully, hopefully, put this in at the end of the episode. <laughs> um, but Trump will be fucking evicted in what seventy four or seventy two days. Uh, I thought there was a hundred days between. Like one only to the other. Seven, 70 or something. Who the fuck knows? Who the fuck cares? He's getting <laughs> out. Like, Trump is going away. That is... Well, I don't think he's actually, like, going away. I feel like he's going to be, like, dragged out by um, Secret Service agents. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my god, I'm so fucking ecstatic right now. It's now Saturday. We had mm-hmm. to wait, what? Five, five days. Five days. <sighs> Sierra, do you just feel like a breath has been just, like, collectively, like, it's so crazy. We still have so much more to accomplish and so much more to go. Like, Mm -hmm. we need to flip fucking Georgia in the Senate. We need that to happen. But, like, this is a step in the right fucking direction to get this stupid orange Cheeto out of office. I am tired of that man. But he's out. I'm so happy. It's, I've already, like, I just, I can't sit still. I'm just so, so happy. Also, and wonderful news. Mm -hmm. I got to hear the, like, the utter distraught and disdain in my dad's voice when I called and told him that (laughs) Joe Biden had won. He was like, I haven't even watched the news. I was like, well, I have. (laughs) And I'm here to tell you that that motherfucker can get out. Also, I love, I love the fact that they're all claiming voter fraud with zero evidence, but Trump has, what, 26 allegations of sexual misconduct against him with actual evidence? They're like, that's not happening. They want to believe what they want to believe. Because they're all a bunch of disillusioned, racist assholes. So, yeah. Yeah. That's what we have for you guys to end this episode. Just share how happy you are with us. Just, like, collectively breathe. Now, we need to just get everything else to go one direction, you know? We need, we just, we just, we we are moving. I already said that, right? We've said that in this episode. We are moving, but that makes me feel so much better that he has to move also. Mm. Because I uh, because I said things that were seen as controversial mm-hmm. with my very very strictly Republican family, mm-hmm. but now he gets to get kicked out. It's wonderful, Sierra. <laughs> I just I don't think I don't think I just like like comprehended how much this was going to be possible. Like mm-hmm. they knew, like everybody knew that the mail-in ballots would be a good amount mm-hmm. in his favor, but like nobody saw like Georgia being flipped, Pennsylvania being flipped. Like, right. Yeah. Especially Georgia that has not been turned blue since 1992. Mm-hmm. That's wild. Yeah. That's yeah. Stacey Abrams has done her work, man. <laughs> She has done it. 800,000 new registered voters in the state of Georgia from funding of Stacey Abrams alone. She's a badass bitch. Mm. Ready to go, Babs. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's how we end this episode with a badass bitch and a new president-elect and hopefully a crying orange baby being dragged out by Secret Service in how many ever days. So there's that. All right. Thanks for listening to Paranorm, guys. (laughs) 
goodbye and have a fucking amazing week. <laughs> Bye.